So your restaurant sales is not growing fast enough. You're looking at the sales data month to month, week to week, and you're realizing that it's somewhat flatlined and you're wondering what to do about it. So in today's show, I'm going to share with you seven tips. So by the end of this show, you know why you are where you are, identify the weaknesses of your restaurant and try a few things that will for sure bring some sales for you this month if done well. And of course, what it is that you need to do so the sales is steadily growing. Hi, welcome to another episode of Making Dough Show. My name is Hingham and my husband and I, we own a couple restaurants in the San Antonio area. The purpose of this show is to serve you, to help you grow your sales. That is what we're passionate about. We think that of all the problems that we have in this business, which is many, which is many sales can cure most of the issues you have. Think about it. So you need to be obsessed with growing your sales. And that has been what has been tremendously helpful for my husband and I as, we, as we've been going through lots of trials and tribulations, just like everybody in this business. We've been able to over triple our sales in the last five years with zero prior restaurant experience. So if you're interested in this topic at all, be sure to subscribe to the show so we can stay in touch. So the first tip is that we need to know why we are where we are. It's just a fact. It is hard, but we need to study our trends. There are people who study industry trends and you and I need to get great at studying our own trends. And that's going to require a couple of hours. It is what it is of you sitting down and looking at what has worked in the past, what has not worked in the past. What should you start doing and what should you just stop doing because it's no longer working and has not worked for a long time. You just have not stopped it yet. This means marketing initiatives you've done, menu items that are no longer that popular or it's so hard to train your people on. There are people that are C players in your team that they have got to go. We gotta trim the fat and it is time. So if sales is not growing that much, this is a great time for you and I to sit down and study our trends. I do have another episode where I go over how to conduct a restaurant SWOT analysis. SWOT analysis is a classic term and it stands for SWOT, which is strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This is something that you do need to study for your restaurant, your location, your operations, your marketing initiatives, your decor. Again, as I mentioned, your menu items, I go over all the many things, many, many questions. If you just uh, click down below, I'll have the link to the YouTube video. And in the description, I go over dozens of questions that you need to do, go over and answer to identify the weaknesses of your restaurant. What's not working, cut the fat and we got to, bring new things that utilizing the opportunities that we have in our community to make things obviously grow, right? We, we have a problem, so we got to address it. The second tip I have for you here is to come up with what we're going to call a disfibrillator offer. A disfibrillator, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not, is that device when somebody's not doing very good is I don't know, just somewhat passed out or almost dying that there's that device that they put on the, a person's chest and it just kind of zaps their heart, I'm guessing, and wakes them up. So you do need an offer that your customers cannot refuse and revive that relationship that you've had with your past customers. So the truth is thousands and thousands of people have already gone through your restaurant in the last year or two or three, however long you've been in business, were those people, right? We got to revive that relationship with them with a disfibrillator offer. 
And what I mean by that is you need to make an offer they cannot refuse. It could be you're like, okay, next Monday, because Mondays are not necessarily that busy for you. You're like, next Monday, let's come up with this disfibrillator offer, which usually, let's say, again, in our case, we are own pizzerias, so it's easy for me to make that example for you. You take it and apply it to your operations. But so, for instance, I'm like, okay, 16-inch pizza usually costs, say, a 16-inch pepperoni usually costs, say, 15 to $16. Then for this particular offer, I want to make an offer they can't refuse, and that is that they can serve their family of three to four people that they have in their household. They can feed them that pizza for, like, $11.99. But it's going to be only for one night, and it's going to be between 5 to 8 p.m. on that next Monday. Then I'm going to put all of my efforts into promoting that one offer to our past customers. The truth is... If you can bring back simply 10%, 10 out of 100, even one out of every 100 customers that you've had in the past, you, you're going to be golden. Your restaurant's going to be busy. So you got to, you know, bring them back. So how are you going to do that? You're like, uh, how do I, how do I get in touch with them? Exactly, friend. If you have not had a strategy in place, collecting your customers' email addresses, collecting your customers' phone numbers, so you can send them a mass email and or you can send them uh, a text message directly to their phone. So it's like a 3 p.m. and the offer starts at 5 p.m. They're already thinking about a dinner plan for their family and this is going to be an offer they can't refuse so they're definitely going to take advantage of that the odds of them at least doing it is way higher so the question is if you've not had a strategy in place for this friend we have got to start today we should have started last year but the best second best time is now if you have been collecting uh, pickups and, or you do deliveries of any form of, a lot of people do pickups. I don't know. I mean, nowadays at least, right? A lot of people do Grubhub and other things or internal deliveries. You already have a lot of phone numbers. You may already have a lot of emails if you do take online ordering, which you should, for God's sakes, you know what year it is, right? For the next few days, that's going to be your focus, crafting an email that you're going to send to that list, crafting a text message to send to that list of your past customers. As always, you need to consider the logistics. You need to have a POS button. You need to do a team memo where you're informing the team of this um offer that you're going to have next Monday, you need to schedule your people accordingly so we're able to serve our customers really good. As well, of course, again, if you want to post it on your social media, because those are already a lot of your uh, customers that they have liked your page, good enough that they've liked your page, right? You can as well use your local Facebook groups that you're going to send that offer promoting that particular uh, offer that you have, that particular specific deal with a purpose that you have in place. If you want to know more about how you can craft your own like a disfibrillator offer, you don't know how to put things together, let me know. I'd be happy to help you out. You can, again, send me a direct email at makingdoshow at gmail.com as well. I don't know if you know that, but we do have also an agency where we serve our clients. We serve restaurant owners because that's what we're into and that's where our experience is. With text message marketing, it is extremely affordable to the tune of like $30 per 1,000 text messages that you can send. A 1,000 text message is when you consider about 98% open rate on a text message. That means when you send a text on a Monday at 3 p.m., 998 people are going to see that text, right? It is extremely powerful. If you need help with that, let me know. Uh, I'll be happy to help you. You can as well go to our website, makingdoshow.com. Scroll all the way down. There is a form you can fill out if you have questions, if you have any thoughts, or if you want to learn more, let me know, and uh, we go from there. 
If you are going through a season where sales is not growing as fast enough, it is also talking about losing weight, talking about losing some dead weight, and it's going to be cutting costs. You must always have a strategy for growing sales and cutting costs. You must be aggressive about both cutting costs and growing sales. And that's where you're going to increase your profit as you cut costs and increase your sales simultaneously. And that has got to be one of your obsessions. So let's talk about cutting costs a little bit. And that's my next tip for you. When it comes to cutting costs, you always have two options, right? You have your fixed cost and you have your variable costs. Let's talk about the fixed cost. The fixed costs are things like your rent, which obviously is non-negotiable and uh, your landlord rules the world and you really can't do anything about that. However, you may have some subscriptions that are fixed, that are monthly and recurring week to week and or month to month. You may have a linen service. You may have Spectrum, right? And you like, you can negotiate some of those, uh, contracts you have by picking up the phone and say, Hey, listen, our sales has not grown as much. What deal can you give me? Currently, I may not be able to afford your services. Is there anything you can do to help me out here? How can you reduce my thing for the next six months? This is going to require a lot of negotiations and you have got to be the one doing it. Worst case, you have nothing to lose, right? What are they going to do? Uh, no, then you go to a competitor. It is what it is. You must have a strategy in place. So some of the subscriptions you have, you may need to be considering, do I need specifically that many linens, for instance, if that's what you're getting, but reduce some of those fixed costs that you have somewhat control over. The other thing, obviously, is some of your biggest costs or your variable costs in this business. The big ones, obviously, as you know, is your food cost and your labor cost. Let's talk about labor cost first. You must first, as always, see where you're at with your labor percentage and where you need to be and how are you going to get there. It's just really easy. You know, where are you at? Where should you be? Which is your industry standard or for whatever it is that you serve, right? Where we're at for us, we're always looking at to be less than 60% to be our food costs and our labor costs combined, our prime costs, blah, 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 as you know, the drill. So where are you at with taxes and all that included? Of course, you know how it is. So we, our goal is to be less than 23% when it comes to our labor cost. And where are you at? How are you going to get there? Start small as saying, okay, how am I going to save $10 a day in labor? Uh, by sometimes putting people, somebody to come in 15 minutes later, the other one comes in another 15 minutes, playing with the schedule a little bit. And $10 a day results in over $3,650 a year. $20 a day times 365 days, it's over $7,000 a year, correct? Look at those numbers. Start with a goal of $10 a day saving and then move to 20 and move to 30 and kind of go from there. Cut on your labor a little bit the best you can. The other one is your food cost. Where are you? Where should you be? And how are you going to get there? If you don't know where to start with cutting cost with your food cost, because maybe you have hundreds of SKUs and items that you carry just like all of us. So the way you want to always do that is identify your top 10 most expensive items on your invoice, right? In our case is cheese, is pepperoni, right? Those kind of is the biggest things. Choose one that will have the most impact. You're not able to cut costs in every way and you're just going to overwhelm yourself. Choose one thing that's going to have the most impact. So for us, 
is going to be cheese. For you, is maybe some sort of a meat. You, you know, you know how it is. You know, it's either meat or cheese or what, what's expensive, right? So incorporate more strict portion control uh, systems in place. Observe, again, where you're at, how consistent people are with the portion control. Do they need further equipment that's going to help you with that? Do you need to have a conversation with your leads and your manager and stuff? So again, I'm trying to give you some tangible tips. Identify your top 10 most expensive items on your invoice. Choose one, ideally the most expensive, and figure out how are you going to reduce that. Again, that, that's how you go. You set a goal and you try to achieve it. You have got to babysit that number until it reaches its goal. Then you move to the next. Then you move to the next. Okay? So you've got to cut some cost. If sales is not growing fast enough, friend, and if we're not got a handle on our food cost in this case, you're, you're simply getting less and less profit. And before you know it, we're kind of out. So be really obsessed with your food costs and your labor costs but you already know that, you, you know, talk about in this business is really clear. So I hope that those were some tangible tips for you. The, another tip that I have for you, if your sales is not growing as much as you'd like, right? We're always shooting for a minimum of 10%. By that, I mean a two digit. We're looking for a two digit sales growth is our goal month to month. That's our goal year to year, right? That is what we want to do. And that's how we've been able to over triple our sales because you got to have that goal. And again, come up with a plan to achieve it. So one of the ways that we've done that is hitting the ground running, which is what you need to do. And let me talk about that. I have shared this with you on this show um, as a whole here on Making Dough Show many, many times. You have got to have a on the ground strategy. You have to be visiting your local businesses in the three to five mile radius of your restaurant daily, weekly, monthly, friend. What we do is we visit over 100 the businesses every single month. We go visit, we drop off free food, we drop off menu, we get to know the decision makers, those who decide when they wanna offer catering and they have a, an office meeting, something like that, right? Who's going to order food? for Walmart, for Target, for the ones that are local here, right? Or for that local insurance, for our banks, for car dealerships, for the schools, who are the PTA people. You have got to have a strategy for that. And I talk about it all the time on this show. So this tip for you is this. If you do not have, um, your sales is not growing fast enough, the question I have for you is, what is your underground strategy and what are you going to do about it? If you're looking for more marketing ideas, I do have already what we're calling here the ultimate restaurant guide it is a free pdf resource i'm going to make sure to link it down below for you so you can go in and download that pdf so in there we have 52 ideas 52 because there are 52 weeks in a year and you get very overwhelmed you're very busy i know that so if you just focus on implementing one idea a week hopefully by the end of the year you have way more dough than you currently have so click on link down below and go grab it and more importantly, obviously, implement and make some dough. Another tip that I have for you if your sales is not growing fast enough for you and is kind of flatlined is to host an event. And here's the beauty of it. You can partner with another local business to host this event. I'm going to share with you a couple ideas. In our case, we are in Texas. We are in San Antonio area. So we have a lot of craft breweries around us we have wineries around us that are local so they have a following 
Um, there are a lot of people who know them and we always partner with them. So here's what you can do. You can contact your local craft brewery place and see if they have any upcoming new beers or anything like that. And if they'd be interested in hosting a beer tasting event in with your restaurant. So you can do a beer tasting event or wine tasting event. Granted, it, it needs to be a good fit for your restaurant. You, you may not work out for you, but it has worked great for us. And the way we do that is we kind of create buzz uh, about the event and they create buzz about the event and we're able to tap into their customers and they are able to benefit from our customers and we're able to host a very successful event. We're bringing maybe hundreds of people who come out to sample beer and order food. We also host a lot of kids events. Kids events, you know, we have our build your own pizza nights, what we call BYOPs. As well, you can um, partner with your local schools, which again, I talk about this all the time on this show, friend. I mean, it's just a fact. You need, you. need What you can do is reach out to your local schools by that. I mean, pick up the phone and say, hey, I am the manager of or I'm the owner of wherever. Uh, and we were be very interested, wanted to host a spirit night for you guys where we were able to donate this much percentage back to the school. Who can I talk to to get some information about how we can organize that? They're going to pass you the information of somebody, usually it's a PTA or a PTC mom or something like that, that you're able to organize an event like that, create a lot of buzz. Schools serve thousands of families in the community. You want to serve thousands of families in the community you have got to partner up with other people. So that is a fantastic tip. If you put it into practice, friend, all the tips that I had for you so far are not that expensive. You're not spending money on ads at all, right? I was just trying to tell you to tap into your uh, current database of your customers, go partner with other businesses, hit the ground running, go visit your local businesses. A lot of these may involve you know, you pitching in some of your free food, which is not as much when you consider. But this next tip I have for you, it may require you spending some money. And the way you look at it, it is an investment. If I give Facebook, and by that, I mean, if I partner with Facebook and cuff over a hundred bucks and they're able to give me a thousand dollars and I'm able to connect with people in the community and again, raise a thousand dollars for as an example, that is a good deal. So if you don't have a strategy, that's why we get bamboozled. But Facebook is, a you know, if you're able to invest some money and it does not need to be outrageous, I said hundred, you could do $10 a day. If they even bring you one customer that should, you know, tit for tat, right? It's $10 dish for $10 that you gave Facebook. Usually it's way more that than that. And you know it, but I'm not saying to be outrageous about it. I'm saying to have a strategy, you need to track your data. You need to make an offer that you are able to track if it was successful or not. However, if you are looking into ways for you to grow your sales, I'm not doing you justice. If I don't mention it, that you do need to consider seriously a Facebook ad. And the way you do that is you put it on a like two mile radius of your restaurant or three mile radius of your restaurant. And when you set up an ad, you can boost it if you want. If, if not, again, in the back end, you can go in and choose people who live in the three mile radius of your restaurant. Make sure you add the interest, for instance, people who like tacos, people who like burgers, at least it narrows it down a little bit. If you're hypothetically um, promoting, um, I don't know, like your New Mexican pizza, which is in our case, we have a pizza with hatchery and chili on it. So I look for people who like New Mexican cuisine, blah, blah, blah. You can do some of those as well to target it a little bit, but $10 a day, uh, promoting it into my radius of your restaurant can go a long way. So if you've not been doing that, please 
start consider doing that. Last but not least, you've heard about it, and that is fortune is in the follow-up. And what do I mean by that is that you have got to have a strategy to follow up with your customers. It is not a steady growth that you can rely on if you just do Facebook ads, if you just do events like the wine or beer or whatever, or even fundraisers. If you do not have a strategy in place of capturing your customers' information by that, I mean their email address, their phone numbers. So you have a email that goes out every single week. You have a text message that goes out every single week. You're not able to sustain that growth. We want steady growth right? You want steady growth as your operation steadily grows and your team gets stronger steadily. That is the secret to success. That has been the secret to our success that we've been able to just continuously grow 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%, sometimes 18%, sometimes 20%, sometimes 8%, but we track all of that. And obviously your marketing initiatives and all that. But I wanted to tell you, if you're not following up with your customer, you're just leaving money on the table. Marketing your restaurant has got to be one of your top obsessions. Somebody in the company, if it's not going to be you because you're busy with operations, you're busy hiring people, either you need to be training people to take over that role so you can be obsessed with it, or you're like, you know, I'm not that kind of a person to do this and this and that. Either you need to outsource this. Uh, however, again, I'm not saying outrageously go outsource to a company, you really need to know what they're doing. You need to have an understanding of it. Otherwise you will be taken advantage of. That is how it's worked in the business. Why do I know? Because we've been taken advantage of many, many, many times in the last few years, friend, but you need to have an idea of even if you outsource it to a marketing agency and how they're doing it, or have one of your managers in charge of being obsessed with some of these things for them to learn, maybe give somebody a raise to do those things for you. Obviously you need to track and make sure that they're reporting to you properly, but somebody has got to be obsessed about growing the sales and marketing the restaurant day in and day out. Okay, friend, thank you so much for tuning into another show here at making dough show. I hope that I did not overwhelm you, but rather you're able to get one or two ideas that you're going to take back to your restaurant, get with your managers, get with your team, implement and make some dough. And for the sake of your team, for the sake of your family, we've got to be obsessed with growing sales. Am I being obsessive about this and repeating myself a million times? Because it matters. Okay. So uh, go ahead and grab that guide I have down below for you. Uh, with the 52 ways, the ultimate restaurant marketing guide. I hope that is helpful to you. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the show so we can stay in touch. You can find us on all podcast platforms. We're also on YouTube. So uh, get with that as well. And I would love to hear from you. If you want to make the time and send me an email, it would make my day. So I would appreciate it very much. I'm just one email away. And that is email us at makingdoughshow at gmail.com. And with that, let's get back to work and make some dough. Thank you. Bye-bye.